Good morning, everybody. Happy to have you along with us. Let's talk about online dating. I know people who have used it with great success, uh, people who have some horror stories as well. Online dating is, I think, certainly uh, much more socially acceptable these days. It's a very common way for people to meet. However, it doesn't necessarily mean the apps themselves have evolved in the same way that public perception has. Uh, There is a a private Facebook group in London that has garnered some attention. It's called Are We Dating the Same Guy, London, Ontario, and seeks to provide some security for women online. However, recently a man was featured on it and has uh, launched a defamation lawsuit and is suing one of the administrators of uh, the page. So it's a very interesting uh, conversation. Uh, To talk about this, we're joined by Trina Orchard anthropologist and associate professor at Western University who studies online dating and even wrote a book about it. Uh, appreciate the time today. Good morning. So for maybe those unfamiliar, how would you describe online dating these days? Well, that's a big question. I think that there are desktop applications that people use, and I think that's sort of a bit more familiar for some of us early 2000s. But in the last 10 to 15 years, most of us have been using apps that are on our smartphones. And online dating can be used for people who are looking for long-term relationships or something more casual or hookups. And a lot of people, from my experience, use these platforms as a way to just waste time, see who's out there, and the more uh, nefarious folks um, might use them to spy on exes or just make life difficult for certain individuals. So it really covers the gamut. And then there are, you know, some groups that we're seeing, um, such as the one I mentioned earlier, uh, Are We Dating the Same Guy, London, Ontario. How common is it for there to be Facebook groups like that, like that one? These groups have emerged in the last year or so, and they are everywhere. They're certainly within North America, many Canadian cities. I'm not too sure about in Europe and, you know, the global south, but they've really popped up. And I think they're really a sign that users are not finding enough information about people on dating apps. And they're finding that they're being lied to. Um, and they're being tipped off. I think I might have seen that guy, and he actually he's married. And so these groups have emerged as a way for women to sort of safeguard one another. It, I guess it makes it because that's kind of the interesting one of the interesting aspects of this, where we look at um, the concept of online dating, which is, as I said, you know, much more acceptable these days. It's maybe it was uh, it was new before, but it's common now. People do it all the time. You would think maybe as that evolution in public acceptance has has occurred that the dating apps or the apps themselves might as well. But if these sorts of pages are needed, it might suggest that they have not. Yes, and I think that's one of the key things that these, demon- that these groups demonstrate. There is no ability for users when using apps to be able to communicate with one another, for instance. And that would be very helpful, right? Instead of taking it to the public sphere and doing this other very public and some could say shaming kind of experience. But I think 
that also when you're ghosted, for instance, or someone uses pictures that aren't even them, there is very little recourse, especially when all you're left with is a fake name and a fake photo. How can I really mobilize my experience? And what are these apps going to do? Very often, they don't do too much. Are the apps inherently flawed, do you think, or can they be done in a better way? Oh, they can absolutely be done in a different way. You know, if we can create a 3D printer that can give us medical technology, surely we can figure an algorithm that has more inbuilt safety features and that really respond to a lot of the key issues users have been talking about for years that are problematic about these apps and things that they would like to change, including safety and follow-up and having more information than just a photo and a couple of words in a write-up. So it's absolutely possible for them to change. What could they do or should, what would uh, you've studied this, what would you like to see uh, for some of these apps so that uh, people, in particular women, can feel safer online? Yeah, I think that's a very important question. And I think building in a more robust security system when people apply so that, you know, it's not just some random Facebook account that is often used to generate some of the information, but that there is a bit more of an in-depth search, like, is this person verified? Is this person the same person as they are on other social media platforms, for instance? So it would involve a bit more investigative stuff on behalf of the apps. Um, Also having something like an ability for users to be able to communicate to one another, have a have a space whereas you know red flags or you know have you met this person but have it internal to the app that would be much more effective for users this you know practice of you know serial dating in that you might be you know dating multiple people at the same time or prob you know problematic in any number of different ways has i mean People have always, there have always been people who have had ill content or intent for a while, but has that shifted or changed in online? Like, is it different now than before, or are we just more aware of it now than before, do you think? Well, I think it's both. I think we're more aware of it because this has become a really hot topic, and people have had a lot of harrowing experiences, like you said in your opening. Some people have had great experiences, but in general, I think a lot of us struggle, and so it's coming to the surface more. Um, but I do think that it is different because on dating apps, one of the key differences is the volume of people, right? I think it's one thing for back in the analog days for someone to be seeing other people, you know, but it's not going to be 20 other people usually. Whereas on dating apps, and we are encouraged by the apps to get out there, keep swiping, you know, meet a whole lot of people, um, and so there are many more opportunities for people to behave poorly with a lot more people because we are just engaging with so many more people on the regular. Are there any apps you feel are are better than others? Well, you know, I used Bumble and Hin uh, sorry, Bumble and Tinder the most. Uh, those are the biggest ones, but I think what a lot of people are are liking Hinge, and that's because. The, orig- the initial questions when you sign up 
are more than age, gender, distance you're willing to travel. It's like, what, you know, what would an ideal date be? You know, what's something about you that no one else knows? Like, they're a little more personal. And so it creates a bit more intimacy off the hop. And you can talk about more interesting things than just some picture of somebody holding a fish or <laughs> someone in the bikini. <laughs> There's more to go on, right? It's a really interesting conversation. Uh, Trina, I appreciate your time today. Thank you very much. My pleasure. That's uh, Trina Orchard, anthropologist and associate professor at uh, Western University.